Welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, it's Jared and Bob here. This is, uh, I think this is the first, it's not really a solo episode, but I think this is the first duet episode we've had in a while. I feel like yeah, we've J- had- I think Jones has been on the last three. Yeah. And then before that, we had Chris. And oh, that's then, right. Uh, yeah. So here we are. It's just the two of us and Leo. I can't, uh, I can't ignore Leo. You can see him over Bob's shoulder in the, in the YouTube video. Yeah. Just looking <laughs> like a rug. Yeah, he's, he's probably rug, he's rug probably rug. staring at the head cover of himself. <laughs> I gotta go over there. So if you're on the YouTube show, oh, you can no see shit. a dog head cover in the corner, and it's a labradoodle. Did you so, get that? Uh, one? I had to. I didn't know if my headphones. It was a reach. It was a gift um, oh. from. So your so now yours looks more like a golden doodle because it's got longer hair. Right. This one's more curly. Right. It actually looks a ton like Sammy. Um. Uh, the family does Secret Santa, and Michaela's cousin had me, so I think it was um the head cover and a book about smoking hog or whatnot yeah and also cooking it also has some instructions for cooking food yeah (laughs) nice uh yeah that's funny um so i now i got told now i got sidetracked i don't know where i was going with any of that but i don't think we were starting with anything it was just leo was yeah my shoulder yeah um well speaking of golf um we can we can start with this uh golf is back this week so uh, technically golf kind of has been back since like october uh technically golf doesn't leave they take one week off yeah 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 but real real golf is back um this is the first real event every year um i mean sometimes you get some names at like the zozo in like december or like november yeah zozo's a um <clears throat> the Zozo is a like invitational or limited field type thing. Yeah. And they yeah. might be able to pay appearance fees. That might not be true anymore. Yeah. Um, but like other than the Zozo and like, obviously there's the, um, the PNC, which everyone loves every year now, especially because Charlie Woods is old enough to smoke balls. Yeah. How many um, times, how many, how many have they won? Oh, that's right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Zero actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, who won this year? VJ? Yeah, VJ Singh and his son. It's like fuck yeah. off. And then John Daly won last year. John Jr. is nasty though. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he playing at Oklahoma State? Uh no, he's um Arkansas. Arkansas. That's where it was. I know it was one of those like Midwest. Or no, that's not Midwest, like Southern. South. I guess. Yeah, it's the South. Legit South. SEC yeah. country. Yeah. So yeah, the Tiger and Charlie have won zero. Um, but you know, maybe next year. But once Charlie gets a little bit a uh, little bit older, maybe he can, he'll carry his old man. So here's but, the only thing though. Um Charlie Woods might not be very good. Yeah. And that can that can be a hot take. That can be whatever you want it to be. <clears throat> he in his age group, he is not like the top. So yeah. Take that for what it is with him. Now I understand like his father is who his father is. 
Um, you know, there's a story there. Listen, he is good at golf, but I'm talking right. like within his peer group in a national level. Right. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Or not like, like he might be like top 30 for his right. age group. Right. Which but is it ain't top two, top three. Right, 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 right. right. Now I mean, he has time. Tiger, Tiger was top two when he was fucking two. Two. Yeah. So <laughs> Mike, Since he was maybe, like six years old. Might have been the Michael Douglas show. Not sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had him on. He was literally like six years old. No, I think he was two. That's why oh, I said, I, like, I'm pretty sure he was two. Yeah, that's yeah. why I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be wrong, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, you run into that a lot with with these these guys, right? Like Michael Jordan's son. Uh, everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Michael Jordan's son. And he ended up not being very good. Um, I don't think what, did Wayne Gretzky didn't even have a son, right? He only has a daughter. Do he just have Paulina? Not sure. If he does, clearly he wasn't good enough for anyone to know who the fuck he is. You know, like all of these like all time greats, like <clears throat> when they they have their kids, everyone's like, "Oh, it's it's Tiger's kid." It's, yeah, like Brawny. Yeah, it's oh, the it's LeBron's kid. It's like okay, like no one's gonna be as good as no these people. There's <clears throat> very very few times is there a, an instance where the son is better than the dad. Like and... off the top of my head, it's like Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. And like, that's just, those are just two off the top of my head. Like I, if I stopped and thought about it, I might be able to come up with some other ones, but like other than Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. Like find me a son that was better than their dad that played professional sports. And that's the thing is like a lot of times it's, it's the son of like a hall of famer or the right. son so that's, of, that's the other thing too. It's, it's so like the son of, of Jerry Rice's son right. plays at USC. Right. And he had a very good whatever the fuck game that they play. Um and lost to Tulane. So whatever game they were in, Cheese It Bowl, Citrus Bowl, who cares? Yeah. Doesn't um, matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Cotton Bowl. Um he had a he had a very nice game. And I think he is like a fine college player. Yeah. But as far as the best of all time, like Right, right. There, there has not been another Jerry Rice since Jerry Rice. Yeah, and it sure as shit ain't going to be his kid that does it. Right. It yeah. No, that that's Justin a that's a good caveat because Jamar even Chase. even Bonds and Griffey Jr. Their fathers their, weren't that their dads good. weren't Hall of Fame caliber, right? Like they uh, played. Yeah. Did did Bobby? Uh, did, listen they, again. They were good, but they weren't like. Um. You can come in. <laughs> she's retrieving him uh um, retrieving the retriever yeah he does have uh yeah labrador retriever yeah by technicality <laughs> um <clears throat> they're never gonna like that's the thing is like if randy moss has a kid that comes through like he ain't gonna be randy moss yeah well he does it's thaddeus moss He's not that good. Oh, that's right. He already came he's, through. Yeah, he's a tight end. I forgot. That, <laughs> that's how good his son was. Yeah, yeah. His they son put was him at so tight end. Good that I forgot that he even existed on the best college team potentially of all time. I yeah. could argue 2013 yeah. Florida State or 2001 Miami. Yeah, definitely <clears throat> top 
top five top greatest three. college teams. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's top three. Top three greatest college team of all time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I might be biased, but I don't think that's a fair. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't have the national championship yeah. <laughs> plaque on my wall. No bias here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, and then it's even harder in golf where you can only measure to previous golfers performance. So let's say let's use um Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's father senior running back played for the Bucks. I don't know what other teams. Fine NFL starter for multiple years. Right. Michael Pittman Jr. decent receiver for the Colts. They play different positions, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Arch Manning is not Peyton Manning's son. It's right. his nephew. Right. His father was a receiver. Right. Maybe. Shador Sanders, Deion Sanders' son, plays quarterback. He ain't a D-back. Right. Because he would never be his father. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's when, like, so take away Hall of Fame. It's got to be either a different discipline or a different position or like JC Horn's a D-back. His father was a receiver. Yeah. Yep. Like that's the, t- I, like. See, There's the one that just sticks out to me is Asante Samuel Jr. They're both corners. They're both corners and they both appear to, well, I mean, obviously Asante Samuel Sr. was very good. And Jr. has only been in the league for two years, but he appears to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'd actually be interested to see how he is because when he was at Florida State, he was a little bit of hit or miss. Yeah. Like his good was good and his bad was like, what? Yikes. Like, yikes bad. Yeah. Well, it was just like, how did how did you make both of those plays? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you make that first one and give up that second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, we can pump the brakes on Charlie, and it's like, I think he's only 13 years old, so it's he like is. The, the fawning over a 13-year-old that might just be above average for his age group. I, I think we're good here. Right, right. Never yeah, mind. I mean, it's like his father's the real story. It's not his son. No one gives a fuck I about think, his kid. I think it's probably pretty close to um, the Dale Earnhardt situation. Where right? everyone because, wanted Junior to be his father. Yes. And he was never going to be. Correct. He never could. And then you had, obviously, Dale Sr. died. So then Dale Jr. was just anointed as the next guy, right? And obviously, Tiger didn't die, but Tiger has fucked up his body six ways to Sunday. And everyone is just kind of like, oh, it's Charlie. Like, you know, Tiger literally almost lost his leg fucking two years ago. Like it. And now is so now it's like, oh, it's Charlie. It's Charlie. It's, you know, Tiger, Tiger's washed up. He's 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 all fucked up. His body's destroyed between the I mean, the car accident realistically was just the cherry on top. Right. He had had what? Nine back surgeries a fucking three ACL surgeries. Like his body was fucked before the accident, the car accident. Um, So, you know, it it is what it is there, but I I think, I think the the Earnhardt situation is probably the closest thing we have to the woods 
situation, right? Where yeah, like plus they 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 do the same they're forcing thing. it. And they and they do the same thing. So it's like correct. You're measured by how fast you drive that car. Yeah. Whereas like if Jerry Rice's son was for some reason massive and a D tackle, it's like, well, you're measured by clogging lanes and the other one's measured by how many passes he caught. And it's like, thank God it can be different. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that's probably one of the closer things there. Um, but anyway, that's a long way around uh, to saying that golf is back. Uh, and we have the Century Tournament of Champions that starts this week. Actually, it starts the day this comes out. So if you're listening to this, there's a good chance there's golf on. Um, if you're like if you're like Chris, if you're like sexy Chris, and you listen to this, you know, in the middle of the night because that's your work schedule <laughs> when golf this drops at midnight, um, it won't it won't be on anytime soon. Um, but it will be on. Oh, because it's in hours. Hawaii. What's the time difference? They're five hours behind. Five behind. So, so Thursday prime time is the first round. Yeah. So uh, right, prime time ish. So right now they'll start teeing speak, off at like 1 p.m. It's Tuesday at 745. Um, it is 245 in Hawaii right now. <clears throat> yeah. So they're, so they're five hours behind. Like first tee off should be like 1 p.m. our time. Yeah. 7 a.m. their time. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So we're we're gonna get some uh we're gonna get some late night golf. It's just too bad that it's on during football because I don't care. <laughs> Dude, it's also a 39-person field. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, say what you will. I'm like, I'm I'm happy that the PGA Tour has made the changes that they made because now I think Liv can do its thing and the PGA Tour can do its thing and pick. Pick yeah. one. We're at war. So. Right. PGA Tour, you change some things. Credit to you. Live, you do what you want to do. Fine. Don't care. I'm done. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck what Billy Horschel has to say or anything like that. Yeah. Um. But like for all the ooh, limited field and no cut and all this bullshit, but like no one will say anything about this. It's 39 guys. Yep. You're going to yep. tell me that that's a real fucking event? Like you fucking serious? No, it's a, but... It's a great event because it's only guys that won on tour last year or placed okay. in the top 30 in because Cam the, Young Cam Young's playing. Right, right, right. So they they did expand it a little bit this year. This is the first year they've they've done that. It used to only be guys that won on tour the previous year, and now it's yeah, if you finish in the top <clears throat> 30 in the FedEx points. There was a COVID issue too. Um yeah. It might have been so it might have been the last the uh Fuck. It was either the 2021 event or the 2022 event. Um, they uh, changed the criteria. So like Harris English won the, I think it was Harris English. Yes. It wasn't him. Okay. So he won that event. He did not win the previous season. Right. Right. So yeah. Something, but that was, but that was because a lot of tournaments got canceled for COVID mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to fill their fields. So, you know, if there's normally 40 events, you might get 36, 35 guys. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. It's a fucking hit and giggle, whatever. Right. Did you play that at Kapalua? I did. That's where I was getting no, no, no. to. That That's the one they play at Kapalua, oh, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It is. And then Kapalua. the next one they play at Wailai? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
So that's also what I was getting to. The reason why I am excited for this weekend's tournament. Good, good product placement in the corner too. It's right there. Yeah. I played that there. Fuck, fucking guy goes to Hawaii once. Yeah. <laughs> so I played this course. Um, obviously, I didn't play from the same tees that these guys are going to play from. Um, but I played this exact course. I shot a 96 there. Uh, for, again, from the resort tees, <laughs> not from not from anything near where where these guys are playing. But I would go as far to say it almost kind of I'm not not that it doesn't matter, but it kind of doesn't matter because they say I've heard forever, right? Like I've I've been following golf for years now, and you always when they talk about this tournament, they're like, oh, it's Kapalua, like. You know, it's long, but it's wide. And I, from a guy that played there, it is fucking wide. I hit some not great shots off the tee, and I was still in the fairway. <laughs> like it was, it, it, it was never ends. It was pretty fucking crazy. Um, it's a great course. It's it's a phenomenal course. It's easily the best course I've ever played on in my entire life. Um, it's beautiful. The scenery was incredible. Like it's fucking Hawaii. So everything is great there, but like the course was great. It wasn't, it wasn't like ridiculously difficult where I was like, I hate golf, but it wasn't like a, a cakewalk either. Like I said, I went, I shot a 96, like I almost put up a hundred. Um, whereas like by the end of last season, I was, you know, consistently right around that 88 to 92 range. If I would play 18, um, but so it, it is obviously a little bit more difficult, but there is some length. There is some length to it. Uh, again, I played the resort tees, um, but here, I think I have, I still have the scorecard. I do have the scorecard. Um, so I played from 6,100 yards. So, you know. Not not the longest thing in the world, but decent decent length. Um, these guys they play the tour the tour length from seventy six hundred yards. That's so, fifteen hundred more yards. That's quite a bit. that's pretty fucking long. Um, I think I saw about somewhere yards every hole. that this is either the number one or the number two course on the tour schedule as far as length. It's top two in length. Um, well, it's also a seventy three. Right. Yeah, it is a it is a par seventy three, um, but then the other thing there, obviously, like I had previously stated, um, the fairways are fucking massive. Like, there's they one hole stand, they just stand up there and bomb it. There's one hole I forget I forget now which one it is, but it's like a uh, it's almost like a dual fairway. Like there's two fairways side by side, and then like there's like a strip of rough and like maybe a bunker in the middle of it, but it's like two normally full-sized fairways and then in between it there's probably like 15 yards of rough so it's like this thing's literally you can land a fucking plane in this in in this fairway that's really two fairways um so it's 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 cool like i said i'm i'm looking forward to it again because i've been there i played that course um it's going to be really cool to watch these guys play it and then obviously I have to make the insufferable fucking comments of hmm, that's not what I shot from there. <laughs> Great. Hmm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that. I wouldn't pull that club from there. Oh, it's not how I'd play it. Yeah. It's not how I'd play it, but whatever. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Amy's actually pumped for it too. Cause she obviously was on the course with me, um, when I played. So it's, it's going to be cool to, uh, to watch it and to see everything. How did I, I shot, I went, uh, oh, that's right. So I had a tough time with the rental clubs at first. Um, but I went 52, 44. So I shot a, a 52 on the front and a 44 on the back to end with a 96. Um, obviously played significantly better on the back. I only, I made two pars and seven, seven bogeys on the back. So uh, once I figured out those rental clubs, <clears throat> but good stuff. Like I said, uh, Kapalua, the plantation course, uh, century tournament of champions, and with that, uh, I want to toss out there that I have some picks uh, for this tournament as well, uh, because golf is back, and that's what we do here. So thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, you can use the promo code SarcasmPod when you first sign up with mybookie, uh, and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. All you got to do is just type in that code uh, and SarcasmPod. And they, if you, you deposit 500, they give you 500 for free. So enjoy that. Uh, but I have a few picks here. Again, it's a small field. Um, there's only 39 guys in it. I don't know if it's because of the small field or because it's, well, if it's only field. previous winners is like 40 tournaments. Yeah. Sheff Scheffler won four. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no, no. What I was going to say is, I don't know if it's the small field or if it's because it's Tuesday. Um, but my bookie didn't have any top 10 odds listed or top oh, five yeah, it's odds. too early. Um, tomorrow it should be out. Yeah. So, so I might, I might dabble with some top fives or some top tens too. Uh, the top, top 20 probably isn't going to have any odds that are worth anything in a 39 man field, like <clears throat> of all good players. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> so here's, uh, here's my picks here. So I went, uh, Justin Thomas at, plus 11.25. So that's, you know, 11 and a quarter to one, basically, if you want to do your odds that way. Ooh, I like that. Put put him down for me too. Yeah, so he's, he's uh, obviously he plays really well. He He's won here in 2020 and 2018. He's won twice. 18, 2017. He won 2020 he and won 2017. So that's this course, right? So this course, it's long. And it's wide. So what you want to look for is guys that hit the ball far and that make uh, good approach shots. Putting, the greens aren't super. So there's there's some undulation there. And there's there's a few greens that are like, you know, they have their, their grades and the slants and undulations and shit like that. But like, they weren't super fast. Uh, now, also... I say that when I played when there, you play there. When I played there, they weren't super fast. Um, so, but traditionally, like putting isn't huge on this course anyway, because isn't it Bermuda? And then, or whatever it is, it's it's whatever grass it is is the one that's like kind of slower. That that kind of like evens out putting for people. I was read. I was I've read it about it yesterday. Put, I think generally speaking, putting on Bermuda is just more up to variance and chance. 
Yes, yes, that's that's what I was getting. <clears throat> it's at less there. consistent, less predictable. <clears throat> so, so the guys that are your good putters, like like Billy Horschel, whatever advantage he might have in a week putting, like he doesn't really have that this week. Um, so, so putting, you not not that you can throw it out the window, but like you don't have to pay too much attention to it. So the the big things here are length off the tee and then approach to the green. Right, those are your two. Two big things that I looked at. So Justin Thomas, he can do both of those. Uh, again, at plus 1125. Uh, next, I have Colin Morikawa uh, at 20 to 1. So he's arguably the best iron player in the game. You know, I mean, he he was the best iron, iron player in the game in 2021. Um, he struggled a little bit last season, but he's still one of the best. So uh He's not super long off the tee, but like he's not short either. You know, he's not I fucking. He's, I think he's extremely average. Yeah, yeah, he's he's extremely average, but you know, he's a fantastic iron player. So if he can, you know, have his approach shots land within twenty five feet of the pin, uh, I like I like his odds there. I like him at twenty to one. Uh, next on my list, so these the next two guys I have are um, slightly longer odds. Well. One of them is is really close to Colin Morikawa, but technically they are both longer than my first two. Uh, and they completely follow what I said about hit the ball far and then hit it good into the green. So Cam Young is my next pick at 21 to 1 odds. Uh, he is an absolute fucking bomber. Uh, he's, he mashes the ball. So I have I have his stats here actually he uh oh i lost them my, my page refreshed so he is 23rd on tour in driving distance this year so far um so I, I think it's it includes a little bit of last year too uh and he averages just over 312 yards off the tee now in a normal weekly tournament when when you look at that you then next on the list is driving accuracy, which is 55.5%, which is good for 166th on tour. So he absolutely nukes the ball, but he, he doesn't hit it straight, right? And he misses a lot of fairways. However, see my previous statement about the world's largest fucking fairways. I don't think that matters at Kapalua. I think him not be like not being able to hit fairways on a normal course. That's a problem for a normal course. This is not. These things, these fairways are fucking huge. Like I said, I hit some bad shots off the tee and still was in the fairway. So um, I'm not worried about Cam Cam Young here. Uh, so I'll take his, you know, 312 yard driving average and him, uh, his strokes gained approach. He's third on tour. He gains 1.43 strokes uh on an approaching the green this season so far. So pretty fucking good there. Um so I like Cam Young. Hits the ball far and is really good on his approach. And he's 21 to 1. Uh and then along similar lines, the last guy that I have is Aaron Wise uh at 38 to 1. So Basically, rinse and repeat here with Cam Young. He hits the ball really fucking far. Uh, he's good with his irons. 
but he might not actually, he might not be the most accurate guy, but again, those, whatever, whatever penalties these guys are going to have from missing the fairway and being in the rough, it's, it just, it's not the same. It's not the same at Kapalua. So I'm not, I'm not worried about those guys. So I like uh, Aaron Wise there, 38 to one. So quick recap, I got Justin Thomas uh, plus 11.25 and then Colin Morikawa at 20 to one. So that's plus two, that 2000. However, if you want me to be consistent here, uh, Cam Young is plus 2100 or 21 to one. And then Aaron Wise is plus 3800 or 38 to one. So those are my four picks for this weekend. So I don't have any picks. I don't have any breakdowns. Generally, I don't do this until football's over. Um, the most mispriced person on this list is Sam Burns at 26 to one. He should not be 26 to one when Finau is 14, Hovland's 19, Sung JM is 18, and Matthew Fitzpatrick is 20. Um, so if you're looking for a value bet, it's Sam, Sam Burns is significantly better than those guys. And I'm not, I thought about, I thought about going with Sam Burns too, but I just, I wanted to just pick four. I mean, like I said, it's only two. You could end up picking, I might fire off another one. Well, the other thing too, is like, because it's a stronger field, like I would not take Rom. I would not take Scheffler. Those numbers are fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, even Cantlay and Shoffley, ten to one for those guys. Fuck that. Yeah, are, are they that much more likely than fucking Finau? Right. No. And I think Finau is still too high. Like those guys strike me as like more like a fourteen, and then Finau should be more like a twenty-two. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe people just like him because he hits the ball far. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam Burns at twenty-six is that's funny. Because I he think won he, what four times on tour last year, three in a playoff or three total. Yeah, like Sam Burns is the now the only thing that concerns me about Sam Burns he doesn't really like golf that much. So like in the off season, like he just fucking hunts deer and shit. <laughs> so it's like, has he even looked at his golf clubs? I have no idea. Right, right. Um, and is he going to be fucking shit faced the whole time? No clue. Yeah, he's going to be enjoying Hawaii, but like that's not a <laughs> handicap. Like right. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the the most incorrect number on this board is Sam Burns twenty six. Yeah, and like I said, I did like that, and I almost went. I still might. I still might go with Sam Burns too. I might just pick five. Um, but Billy yeah. Horschel's the biggest sucker bet on there. Oh yeah, he's fifty fifty four to one. People are gonna look <sighs> at that and be like, oh, he shouldn't be fifty four to one. Oh, Billy Horschel fifty four. Yeah, because he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. <laughs> Has he? No, he's never won here. So I know he should. He should have played there a few times because he's 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 won events. Yeah. I mean, historically, you know, JT has won twice. Shoffley won in 2019. So just going back from Cam Smith last year, it was Harris English, JT, Shoffley, DJ, JT, Spieth, Patrick Reed, Zach Johnson, DJ. And then after that, that's 2013. So that's 10 years. So it, it doesn't really matter past that. Um, no roars either. Probably, you know what? I bet the driver for yeah. roars. It, it, no, it, it neutralizes it because he's so good with the driver, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's your uh, 
there's your golf talk. Golf is back. I said, I will be, uh, I will be watching. I'll probably, I'll be recording it too. I'll, I'll probably have to watch, you know, on off hours and get caught up. Cause if they, well, no, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'll st- I'm still going to record it anyway, but if they tee off at like 1 PM our time, they'll be done by six, seven. But our time, that's not when it'll be televised. It'll be televised starting at like four or five. Yeah. Maybe well, I mean, later. you I can, forget. you can probably get it, you know, stream, you can stream it at one o'clock. Yeah. You might even be later. It might be like legit prime time. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember either. I feel like we did get a prime time. That's because I don't want, I don't watch this event though. Yeah. So what is it next week? They go to Waialea. Yeah. Which is in uh, Oahu. So the guys, the guys get a nice two week vacation in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them don't take it though. This like they don't play the century. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else we got going on here? Um, the Sony. Yeah, the Sony. The Sony is the other one. Oh, do uh, keep it on a golf track here. Did you see the Scott Stallings? What happened yeah, to Scott I, Stallings? How does Augusta National? <laughs> with everything that goes on there. <laughs> How the fuck do they send an invitation to the wrong fucking person? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for anyone that has no idea what's going on, uh, Scott Stallings, actually local guy. Um, yeah. Isn't he from like Worcester? He was born here. Yeah. Grew up in te- he grew up in Tennessee. He grew up in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, he's also a Noble athlete. Noble is based out of Boston. So Scott Stallings, um, the only guy from Massachusetts with a Southern accent. Um, he lives in Georgia now and the, the masters, right. Augusta, Augusta national sent the yearly like invitation package of like all the shit that they send, whatever in, in, in your box, whatever you get when you open it up. Uh, they sent it to a one Scott Stallings that lives in whatever part of Georgia that he lives in, which is potentially the same as uh golf scott stallings and the guy that they sent it to wasn't the guy on the pga tour <laughs> they sent it to a scott stallings that lives i would imagine potentially in the same county uh they have the same their wives have the same name uh and they just sent it to some random fucking jabroni who lives in georgia whose name is also scott stallings and this guy sent a message to PGA Tour, Scott Stallings, and goes, hey man, my name's also Scott Stallings, and I think I got your invitation package for the Masters. Uh, and like sends this whole big long thing. I would love to send it to you, like, you know, whatever, like let me know. And he sends pictures of everything in the kit. And he goes, I promise you I'm not joking. Like I really want to give this to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh EGA Tour Scott Stallings posted this on social media and you know obviously that's that's all you needed to do that was the spark right so social media ran with it and 
all the guys are tweeting about it from, you know, the four play pod to no laying up to PGA memes, like all, all these accounts are all, you know, they're going nuts with it. Um, which I think is hilarious, but I saw Lou Stagner, uh, posted and on, or he tweeted on, on, on uh, Twitter. Cause that's what you do. You tweet on Twitter. Um, he goes, if anyone ever, or if, if Augusta sent me the, the, the wrong package for someone else, I 1000% don't say anything to anybody and just show up ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your practice rounds. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I read that and I was like, I feel like that's the right response, right? Like you just show up at Augusta and be like, yeah, I'm here to play. You know what, though? Would not go that way. No, they're they're not going to let you in. They're going to be like, okay, cool. We sent that to the wrong person. Thanks for being a dickhead and not sending it to who it belongs to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... It's a, it's a funny situation. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So I guess allegedly, and I don't think that, I don't know if this is true because I don't think it works that light that way. Um, Scott Stalling said he'll invite him to a practice round in April. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Only problem is he can't do that. A member has to do it. Right. So right. maybe a member is doing them a solid. That's the only, that's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like in that situation, a, you either need to be a previous champ to invite people or you need to be a member. Yeah. Like, I feel like in that situation, like that's got to be worth like a, hey, you can come to a practice round at least, right? Like they did him a solid. No, they it were, like, were going to let him. They were No, so he was going to play like a, a round at Augusta National, not just get tickets to attend. Oh, shit. Oh, they're like Scott, like Scott Stallings play. is going to have him as his guest. Oh, damn. Which... He can't, I don't think, again, he can't do that without a member. Right, right, right. Wow. See, that would be pretty cool. I I had thought, like, at least he should get a couple tickets, like, to go watch, right? Like, if they send him the wrong thing and he gets his stuff to Scott Stallings, it's on the internet, social media has fun with it. Like, at that point, it's like, hey, man, here's a couple tickets. So, yeah, like, like, yeah, at least. At least, right? Like, a couple grounds passes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here. Even like I said, even if it's just tickets for, you know, during the week, like here's, here's a pass that's good from Tuesday to Friday, right? Like go nuts. You know, so it'll, it, that, but that would be, that's really cool. Like, I, I know you said that he technically can't do that, but um, if they do pull it off, that's pretty fucking cool that he gets yeah. to play. It just takes a member to, that's that's the thing. You need a member. It just can't be. Yeah. We got to start spending time around Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, or um, Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, shit. Well, I guess this is this could potentially be older news by Thursday, but obviously last night... Um, we had the fucking insane football game. Did you see that live? Like, were you watching it? No. So I've, I haven't been watching primetime games because I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I I saw it live, but then obviously I saw like the million um replays of it. 
and that was that was fucking terrifying. Uh, I obviously have never seen anything like that. Um, they did, you know, they had the fucking round table at ES at ESPN headquarters or wherever they were with uh, what's his dick Booger and Schefter and uh, I don't know whoever the the woman was. Um, was he Susie Colbert? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I know Lisa Salters was the sideline reporter. Right. Um, for ESPN, but so yeah, it was them. It was them three in the studio, uh, and Adam Schefter even said it. He was like, "I've been involved in some way covering the NFL since 1990, um, and this is I've never seen anything like this before." Uh, so we, obviously, in the 33 years that uh, Schefter has been around, he's he hasn't seen anything like this. But it was uh, it was pretty fucking terrifying right like to see at first it's like you know someone gets fucked up they fall to the ground ambulance comes on the field it's routine right it it happens right that like that happens semi-frequently where someone gets hurt so badly they have to be taken out in an ambulance like that's not um unheard of in the nfl but what made it so wild was like the delay and both teams were cleared off their benches and they were in the, on the field surrounding this guy that Damar Hamlin and like the camera, uh, the camera couldn't get a view. That's to probably him, which why is they did that. A good thing. Right. Um, but when the cameras did like look that way, guys on both teams were like visibly like bawling their eyes out. Like at one point they caught um, Stefan Diggs and his, his face was soaked. Like he was just, he couldn't stop crying. Josh Allen was crying. Joe Burrow was crying like guys on both teams. Like it was, it was nuts. And come to find out, like, obviously we, we find out as things are going, they had been performing CPR on this kid in the middle of the field. Um, so for nine minutes, he was getting CPR. So that's that's a big deal, right? Like I said, guy goes down on the field, ambulance comes on the field, it happens. It happens in football, right? It's a violent game. But what was nuts was both teams flooding the field and then CPR on a guy for nine minutes trying to get him to fucking stay alive. Yeah, that that was, and that's what did it for me because I saw the hit and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. All right. He's concussed, something like that. Yeah. My immediate thought was concussion. And when they said they were performing CPR, I was like, okay, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. And then, you know, Leslie Chow was commenting and, just basically saying, like, you know, the hit to the chest caused a heart issue. Yeah. And then people in the comments were like, oh, Kamosho Cordis, question mark. And I looked at what I looked up what that was. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid might be dead. Yeah. Like, because blunt trauma to the chest. <clears throat> right. Can stop the heart permanently. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay. 
All right. That's um I got nothing. Yeah. I'm like, I just hope the fucking kid's alive. Yeah. And he is a he's a kid. He's 24 years old. Um so then obviously you have all the fucking morons on Twitter that go on and whatever. And I, I don't even want to really spend that much time talking about them other than saying that they're fucking morons and they, they're trying to make everything about them. Um, but they, they have just stupid bullshit to say, like, like you said, it was the commodio cordis or commotio chorus, however the fuck you say it. Um, it happens. It's, it's extremely rare. But there, it's what happens when you receive blunt trauma to the chest at like a very specific point of the heartbeat, right? So with the heartbeat, if you ever seen it on you know fucking TV or a heart monitor or whatever, there's like the PQRST wave. Um, it's at some point, I think it's between the Q and the R portion of the heartbeat. Um, if there's trauma between the, the Q and the R peak, um, that can induce commodio cordis. Um, so it's, it's literally a freak. When you talk about freak accident, it is a freak accident. When you think about like how long it takes for one heartbeat cycle to happen, it's like a second, right? Like it's, and now you talk about a guy that's running on the field. So his heart rate is probably 120, 130. That means like you have 130 beats per minute, which means that now that one second is even shorter and you have to hit between the Q and the R wave of that one. Like the odds of it happening are fucking astronomical, but like it doesn't mean it's impossible. Um and that is quite literally a freak accident. Um, and you just, you just hope he's okay. Um, it's, it's happened in sports before, uh, it's happened in baseball. Uh, it's happened, I guess it happens pretty frequently in soccer. Um, cause guys take balls to the chest. Um, so, you know, it, it, not, not pretty frequently, but it happens more frequently than in soccer than in other sports. Um, it used to be a legitimate problem in lacrosse, what I found out. And years ago, they actually had to change lacrosse pads, um, to, to be thicker in the center in order to help stop that because guys were literally fucking die, uh, if they took a shot to the chest. So, I mean, in lacrosse, you, these, these balls are fucking solid rubber and some of these guys can shoot. I mean, even high school kids can shoot the ball like a hundred miles an hour. So, you know, the, the professionals can shoot, you know, 120, 130. Like it's, you get that. And I know I've been hit. I played defense in high school. I got hit with plenty of fucking lacrosse balls in my day and it hurts. Um, so, you know, it, the, the, the most, it happens in hockey. I think the most recent time it's happened um, was 1998. It actually happened to Chris Pronger. Uh, I saw someone, someone posted the video of it on, on Twitter. Uh, I don't know for sure if it's the most recent, but it, it was just a, a video that someone had posted that said, Hey, this exact same thing happened to Chris Pronger in 1998, where I forget what team he was on at that point. Um, I don't think it was Pittsburgh, but, um, it was 
I don't know, whoever else he played. Yeah, it could have been the Blues. Um, But he, so again, same thing happened. He dropped on the ice. He got medical attention. Um, He was out for a few weeks. But I, I don't know if he came back at all that season. But they said he played another 12 years after that. So it's 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 really a person to person thing. It it depends, right? Like it, you don't know, right? Because you see all these people on Twitter talk about, you know, the issue with receiving CPR for nine minutes is not so much the the body really, because your heart technically is kind of beating. That's the whole purpose of CPR, but it's your brain, um, because your brain hasn't received a ton of oxygen. Um, you do have enough oxygen in your body, uh, to last you, I think it's roughly like 12 minutes, which is why a lot of, um, a lot of sanctioning bodies have switched to hands only CPR. Like they've changed it so many times over the years It it was 30 and two, and then it was 15 and two, and then it was 30 and two again. And now it's just hands only CPR. Um, but the the reason they did that is because they kind of figured out that you have about 12 minutes of oxygen in your blood if you perform CPR. But, you know, uh, it is what it is there, I guess. That's you just hope that, you know, he's not fucking brain dead. I just watched the Chris Pronger play. Took a puck to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing started to skate away and then just collapsed. Yep. So like you said there, the, he played, he played for 12 more years after that. So, you know, this kid could be fine or, you know, unfortunately, sadly, he could not be fine. Uh, we don't know, right? No one knows yet. Uh, so the one thing, the weird thing about that is, you know, what this does to the rest of the NFL as far as the playoff picture, which there was a lot of, a lot of people were flipping out just because people love to flip out. People tried to cancel skip Bayless because skip made a comment about it. And it's like, yeah, the timing was probably poor, but he he's not wrong. Right. Like, and in the tweet too, he was like, obviously the only thing that matters right now is Damar Hamlin and his health. However, like they have to play the game basically is what he said. So at this point, it doesn't look like they're going to play the game. Um, So I guess they don't have to. Right, right. So, you know, no one really knows what they're going to do, but I was listening to uh, to Felger and Maz, shout out to 98.5 The Sports Hub, um, on my way home from work today. And Jim Murray made a really good point. <clears throat> that the game Sunday, like b- the Pats are supposed to play Buffalo in Buffalo on Sunday. There's a very real chance that that game doesn't happen. Um, there's a there's a real chance that Buffalo kind of looks at it and says, "Fuck it, we'll forfeit both games. We don't care. Like, give the Bengals the win, give the Pats the win. It doesn't matter. We'll go into the playoffs as the three seed or the four seed." And we'll fucking beat everybody that we play on the road because we're that good and we're playing for DeMar. 
Um, because realistically, like, how do you now go into this game on Sunday? Right. Like again, it's Tuesday, right? It, it'll be Thursday when this comes out. But what what Jim Murray said to his point, and he goes, you know, not to be morbid here, but if this poor kid dies on on Friday or Saturday, they can't play. How do you expect them to play on Sunday? They're not playing. You know what I mean? Like you no can't fucking why. Like there's a very real possibility that this this game on Sunday doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean there's things that are bigger than football. Absolutely. And there are things <laughs> there are things smaller than football. And that includes the one or the the one seed versus the three seed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't matter. Right. This team is really fucking good. It doesn't matter whether what seed they are in the playoffs. Nope. All it means is that if they are a three and the two moves on, then they're playing on the road. Right. And if that two is Cincinnati, then I guess we'll see. Right. Ooh, wouldn't want to go into the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If if Cincinnati does end up playing Buffalo, <laughs> take the over. <laughs> take the over in that game. There's going to be some fucking points because Buffalo is going to go nuts. Stefan Diggs might get 17 catches in that game. Yeah, I'm just... It would be great to see him like see like and this is the other thing too is like I don't know what the timeline's gonna be. Like I don't want anyone rushing anything, but like he ain't leaving the hospital anytime soon. Right. Like that's for sure gonna take a while. And it's like I don't even know when. So I think he has a heart rate right now. He has a pulse. He's not breathing on his own. Okay. Last so, last I saw, he he wasn't breathing on his own. That was like this afternoon. Um, he was on a he was on a ventilator. I'm sorry if there's no progress. How do they get up and play? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't blame them. It's it. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have to. If there's no progress, they shouldn't have to play that game. And that's that's what Jim Murray had said. He was like. There's a chance they just say fuck it, forfeit both games. Like you said, they will take two weeks off. You know, we'll get right, we'll come back for the playoffs, and then they're they're playing for Demar. Like they have something and someone to play for. And uh like this team being that good, watch out. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, like so. The only other thing though is if the N if if so, let's say unfortunately if he does pass and the NFL goes all right well you still got that game Sunday and it's like yeah we ain't gonna play and they're like all right well you know we can delay that game because your teammate died but you know we got that other game too that we still don't know when we're gonna play that so it's like you know what are we gonna do here and they're like fuck it we don't care Right, and that's and, the, and then the NFL hands them a forfeit. Yeah, brew toe. Yeah, that would not be a good look. No matter how badly Buff Buffalo could come out and say like, "Hey, the NFL wanted us to do whatever. They were willing to work with us, and we're we are just going to forfeit." 
we're going to go to his services. Um, we're going to regroup and we'll see you in the wild card round. Yeah. That is not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. If he, and that's assuming, right. Like the worst case. Right. Now, best case would be, you know, he regains his breathing, still probably in the hospital because we're talking too short a time frame. Yep. Like he, he's going to be there for a while. But if he starts regaining his breathing or his condition improves and they go, we're happy that he's improving. We are not playing. Right. Like the NFL said that we could maybe reschedule. We are not interested. We would, we, we will forfeit this game. You know, there's things bigger than football. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like whatever. And I don't know if you can do a no contest situation. Like, I don't know, like, cause maybe craft on the other hand goes, well, we don't want to win that we didn't deserve. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if you do shit like that. So it's like, okay, no right. contest. Well, now how do you figure this out? Because we got like half game situations or the playoffs, whatever. Right. Right. Um. So I don't know. I mean, as, as much as I would like for them to say, fuck it, forfeit both of our games. We don't fucking care. We ain't playing. I think that's a very, very big PR nightmare for the NFL. Even though it's a layup for them, because Buffalo is saying, this is what we want, this is what we want to do, and the NFL is going to go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they They're wanted sure. to send him back. They were giving him five minutes. Oh, God, yeah. So they they did they did this whole rundown. Oh, but Troy on... Vincent said, no, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. So they did this whole rundown on on Felger and Maz today again. So they they talked about this, right? And Jimmy Stewart, who's the producer of the show, chimed in and said that Joe Buck is a is a consummate professional. He would not sit there and say because he said it. He said it multiple times during the broadcast. They're giving both teams five minutes to warm up again. He was like, Joe Buck would not say that unless he got that information from somewhere. And apparently he was on um, a podcast or did an interview with the New York Post today. And he said that he got that information from John Perry, who's like the the referee that they call in. He's like the Dean Blandino, you know, of, of the ESPN. So John Perry is a former ref that retired and is now like the cons- the in-game consultant guy. Um so then come to find out John Perry got that because he was in direct contact with the NFL. So someone in the NFL in those ranks told both teams you can have 5 minutes to warm up and get ready to play. Now, in their defense, that's protocol. That's protocol and that's what they said on the show today. They said anytime anyone gets injured on the field, long enough where they need to be taken off in a, on a stretcher and drive the ambulance on whatever standard protocol is they give the teams five minutes to warm up and go back to play. So is it a really bad look on the NFL today? Right. In hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, it's a worse look. That's standard procedure. You know, it's a worse look. What? Lying about it. Yes. Cause correct. Troy Vincent came out today and said, no, I didn't. I'm not said that. Yeah. All he had to do, right. All he had to do was say, Standard NFL procedure is this. We were just following procedure. We were unaware of, you know, the severity, the severity, right? 
we were unaware of the effect. Like you can defer, right? Like because we weren't in the stadium, we were unaware of the direct effect of the individual players. And like you can blow smoke that way, like and be fine. You can't lie about it. You can't sit there and be like, no, I never said that. You did. You did say that, but, and that's what I mean. No one like, fucking trusts you anyway. Right. Right. But, and that's what I mean. Like, it's okay. If they had just come out and said, yeah, we did say that because that's standard operating procedure. That's what we do in that situation. And again, we were unaware of the severity and the effect on both teams. We sincerely apologize. However, that's our procedure. Right. And ultimately that you can even take the high road there in that statement and say, ultimately, we're proud of uh, the two teams for making the decision that they did, right? You can stand behind the teams. Like you can at the same time apologize, admit to fault, and then also stand behind the decision that was made of the two teams on the field. But they didn't do any of that. They just, or, lied. They just lied. Yeah. Or you can lie and now everyone fucking hates you further. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it it ultimately was it was uh, Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott that decided like because when when they announced that they were going to have five minutes to warm up, um, the camera showed Zach Taylor walked across the field. So he walked across the field, stood there, talked to Sean McDermott, and the refs came over, and then Zach Taylor walked away, and then Sean McDermott looked turned around looked at his team. And did one of these, like waved his arms in the air. And then the whole team ran into the into the locker room. And then the Bengals went into the locker room too. And they were like, that's it. Like we're we're going to the locker room. Um so then everyone, like the announcers really didn't know what was going on. So they were saying, like, well, the teams are going to the locker room to regroup, you know, maybe we'll get back out here at some point. And then while both teams were in their locker rooms, they met again. Zach Taylor walked into, I think Joe Burrow went with him. I think they both walked into the Bills locker room and spoke again. And I think at that point, that's probably when they decided like, we're not playing this game. Um, And so the NFL, the league was like, well, yeah, have five minutes to warm up and get back to the game. And it was the two teams that were like, we're not playing this game. Yeah. So, and, th- and then the NFL releases a statement. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to suspend the game. Yeah. 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 That's because your players won't play. Exactly. Because they're the fucking smart ones. Yeah. So good on the players. Um, good on good on the coaches. Right. Good on the refs. Everyone. Good on every single person that's contributed to um, DeMar Hamlin's charity oh, yeah. of choice. Yeah. They did like. Three million, yeah, in hours, minutes, hours, yeah. I yeah. saw three year Letterman posted that he he put it on Twitter. They did like a hundred k in like five minutes. Yeah, three year Letterman put it out and goes, you know, it, obviously if you've been following long enough, you know we love we love three year Letterman, and you probably know his deal that he's you know a satire king and all this other shit. But he put it out there and and was like. You know, there's not much that we can do right now other than, you know, hope for the best and pray or whatever he said. But he goes, the one thing we can do is donate to this charity. And he shared the link yeah. to the Damar Hamlin. Did. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is it's, it's you know, kit, uh, toys and stuff. It's for, shit yeah. for kids. Yeah, so. it's for kids. 
So it's, um, you know, it, it gives you a, a small little bit of hope that maybe there are still some, some good people left out there. Oh, well, it's, a, it's amazing too. Cause the goal of the GoFundMe was like 25 K and they did a yeah. hundred in minutes. Yeah. And now it's 3 million. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is just wild. Yep. So like I said, it, it gives you a, a, a small speck of hope for humanity that there. Yeah. Don't worry. That goes away. Yeah. It goes away pretty quickly. <laughs> if you pay enough attention, it goes away. Well, yeah, it goes away when you go on Twitter and everyone's like, Oh, you just dropped normally. Oh, it's like, Oh, don't do this. Don't do well, this. Everyone's a doctor. Yeah. And then everyone's a vaccine expert. Yep. Yep. And then everyone thinks they should have played, and now they're worried about their fantasy football leagues. And yeah, people tweeting about fantasy, and then you have the other people that are like tweeting for no reason. It's lit- it's it's quite literally old man yelling at a cloud, except yelling into nothing on nothingness on Twitter, being like, "See, this is why I won't let my kids play football." Like no one asked. No one asked. Like literally, no, no one. Asked. No one asked. No one gives a fuck. Like imagine that. Like. You go on Twitter and you tweet, see, this is why I won't let my kids play football. Yeah. Like what a fucking cunt. Yep. Like, no, like that was completely unnecessary. Like this is not like time and a place, right? It's not the place or the time. You're just a fucking piece of shit. Or even better, the fake sensitive people. Cause like David Chow said, goes, you know, impact of the chest, heart issue. He goes, the the he goes the football field is honestly the second bit best place to collapse because there's so many medical personnel around yeah and all this shit and I can probably see that my nose is now bleeding <laughs> yeah it's pretty good fuck um and then people are like oh doc probably should lead to that last part it's like why yeah it give it gives people a realistic like thought that like you know he just went down. Like, is he going to be okay? It's like, well, if he's going to be okay, he's in the second best opportunity to be okay. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Let me grab a yeah. tissue. Really <laughs> you clean yourself up. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Right. And, and like I was saying before, no one gives a fuck um, about your fantasy league. Right. Like I, I, I did, you know, have the conversation with Nick, who's our shout out to Nick, friend of the show. Um, he's our commissioner. And I was like, hey, what do you want to do? Because um, it's actually me and him are playing each other in the championship this week. And I, truthfully, like, whatever, like his, he was winning and I had Joe Burrow. Um, he had Jamar Chase, but it doesn't matter, right? Like if he wants to call it and say he won, he can win. I can take second place. Like it's not like I... I at this point, like, I, I don't really give a shit, right? Like, I don't really care. Um, but I would never put that on Twitter, right? Like, I would never put that out and be like, oh, my fantasy. It's like, no, I just I just texted Nick because he's the commissioner. It just so happens that I'm also playing against him this week in the in the title game. But, like, realistically, like, what does it matter whether I get first or second? Like, I still win something, right? So... I don't know. People are just fucking assholes. Like they have to make everything about them. Right. That's, that's really at the end of the day, what it is is people are trying to make everything about them. Yep. So, um, 
All right. Uh, you want us to wrap this up? Yes, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my nose is bleeding. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we had an issue with Disney plus, which resulted in Michaela having to make a new username, which allows me now to watch the Disney. I'm sorry. The Netflix Marvel stuff again. Ah. So I'm watching Daredevil season two. I plan on watching Daredevil season two and then the Punisher season one. I don't think I need to watch season two and I might spin back through Defenders. I don't know. it, Dude, it's like a lot. Yeah, 13, 50 minute episodes. It's a fucking lot. It is a lot. Um, So part of what rewatching does is I always I'm, I'm always on Wikipedia and looking at who's a cast member and shit like that. Just I, right. I always do it. I just can't. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the exact same thing. Um, so it kind of got me onto the Thunderbolts a little bit. Um, I don't know how just clicking links. <laughs> yeah. So the Thunderbolts movie comes out in 2024 and it's going to be, it's not an Avengers movie. It's, it, it's Thunderbolts. So via casting, we already know if, uh, uh, some people Winter soldier ghost from the second Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Walker, Yelena, uh, the Red Guardian, also from Black Widow. That was David Harbour. Yep. And then the, the Taskmaster, which was also Black Widow, I think, right? It was, yeah. Um, So we got three from Black Widow. We got the Winter Soldier and Walker, which were in the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and obviously Bucky's been in other things. Um, and, and then ghost, which is an odd inclusion. Um, then historically we've also seen Zemo who was, uh, revisited in Falcon mm-hmm. and the Witch soldier. Yep. Uh, Elaine from <laughs> Seinfeld. Yep. She's like the Baron Contessa fucking defontina barefoot contessa yeah she got like 16 names too many names so elaine is in it i don't exactly know what her role is uh i'm sorry so elaine's definitely in it zemo i don't know yet i think he should be because he was brought back for a reason i assume right yeah and he's got the helmet or like at least the the mask whatever um hawkeye historically has been a a thunderbolt and it's some iteration there's like seven of them there's a lot yeah um one was a fucking banger but i doubt we'll see that um so hawkeye could be in it but i don't know if we'll see it because i don't see kate bishop as a thunderbolt member that doesn't make a lot of sense to me yeah no that hasn't been confirmed so i don't know but I think that would have to be Jeremy Renner's character, which also hey. not guy. He is not in great shape right now. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> um, but also his character, I think he was being retired and it was moving on to Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. Right. And she doesn't, again, she doesn't strike me as a Thunderbolt. So I don't see that happening. Um. So then kind of led me because I was obviously on Wikipedia. Like who are these members? Now I don't know who most of these members are. And obviously it's 2023. They're going to be trying to get like a mix of men and women. The only problem is they haven't introduced enough women. So I'm going to give uh, some people that I would like to see in the Thunderbolt movie. (laughs) And I'm going to be taking out 
most of the women because I don't think their characters are very strong. But it's not because I hate women. It's just because of the characters that have been presented to me. Right, right. So what I'm getting here is you hate women. All right. <clears throat> Nailed it. <laughs> um, Because Taskmaster, that was not a good character. No, it was not. Um, Yelena is fine. She could stay. She could go. Um, I think she's going to be the leader, so she's probably staying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ghost did nothing for me no. in Ant-Man. No. Nothing. So um, I would probably take out Ghost, David Harbour. Now, I understand why he's there. It'll be funny and fun and whatever. Yeah. But I would t- I'd be probably take out Ghost, Red Guardian, and ta- Taskmaster. I would make sure Zemo is in fact in. And then my pool of people. I have five people that I don't, I don't have a power ranking or anything, but the Green Goblin, who has obviously made a return. Right. Venom, who is has two movies and should be getting somewhat involved somewhere. Deadpool, probably not gonna happen. Probably even not. though that would be fucking phenomenal. That would be amazing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Punisher. Yes. 1, I would say yes. there's an outside chance there because one, he doesn't work with other people. Two, yeah. he is coming back. He's supposed to be in the next Daredevil thing. Right. But I don't know if that's going to come out in time for Thunderbolts. Right. So right. I would assume he's not going to be. And then I think Elektra could fit. Um, it's a little weird because she became the Black Sky. So it would be like almost like we're re kind of like yeah almost like a landfill situation yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like hey Electra's here it's like yeah remember that time we tried to all kill her no that didn't happen yeah nope nope no, it's someone else no it's a different universe yeah it's different <laughs> yeah um so i mean i think realistically if i'm gonna pull three i think it would be sick to have venom the Punisher and the Green Goblin. I just don't see Deadpool. I don't see Elektra. Um, I also don't see how the Green Goblin would fit that either. Truthfully. No. It's just, I would want to see it. From a um, feasibility contract standpoint, um, they won't have Venom because he's part... He, he's still owned elsewhere? He's owned by Sony. So He, he was in a post-credit though. Yeah. That might just be a post-credit thing, or I don't know what they're doing there. I so don't either. They're, which also I guess would fall under the Green Goblin as well, um, because he's a right. Spider-Man villain. So what they're trying to do, and we'll see, because we'll see how Blade does. Because I think nah, no, Blade is Marvel. But what they what they tried to do was Sony tried to reclaim Spider-Man. And then create a Marvel universe that's a Spider-Man universe. So like all of the characters that they own, um, they wanted to do the same, which is why they came out with the Morbius movie. So Morbius is a Spider-Man character. So they were trying to like lay the groundwork for a Spider-Man universe. Um, but then Morbius fucking bombed. Uh, because it wasn't a good movie. So I don't know if they pivoted from that at all. Um, but I know Venom has done very well uh, because Tom Hardy is fucking great. 
and Venom is just a good character. Um, Morbius isn't the greatest character, and I'm also not the biggest fan of Jared Leto. Um, so, you know, it is what it is there. But so just from, like I said, from like a, a contract feasibility standpoint, I don't think they'd be able to do Venom and Green. Oh, Earth. yeah, no, none of this. But I, I agree with you. I think those are the best choices. Well, it's the other thing is like, so not for nothing, all these people are already casted. So it's like, it's happening. It's yeah. just, yeah, here's here's what I would do. Right. <laughs> if for me. Yeah. That's <laughs> not how I would cast it. The lowly strength coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's how I would cast a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right um we do so need more frank castle we do we we do i actually just um i just watched uh an episode of his podcast he had julian edelman on his show and i uh that was pretty good i i listened to that um he's got a decent podcast some of his shit though is weird john bernthal it's called real ones um it started out as like a trying to like fucking bring people together type of deal. So like his very first episode on his podcast was a member of uh, the Bloods and a cop from Baltimore. And like they ended up relating with each other and sharing stories and becoming friends. And now they're going on like a fishing trip and they're going to, you know, film it and do all this shit. And it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. That's, that's his, his shtick. Um, yeah, it's, it, not, it's I'm fine. Not but like occasionally he'll just do a podcast with someone famous and that's what he did with Julian Edelman. Um, and it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so my final thought is Amy and I have become obsessed with the four play pod crew from barstool um and now again if you've been if you've been following this show long enough you know i'm not the biggest fan of barstool um but these guys in particular um are not they're not like the cookie cutter like barstool people and actually truthfully they're not on the show right i'm basically just watching them play golf i don't listen to their podcast I just watch, I watch them play golf on YouTube. Um, so two things. I've never been a big YouTube guy and I've never been a big barstool guy. And now all I do is watch barstool guys play golf on YouTube. <laughs> so it started with the Breaking 100 series um, with Trent. And that, that was really fucking good. Um, we got through, I think it was seven or seven or eight episodes of that. And then... Um, Did did he break did he break 100 he did yeah then you go out through eight <laughs> yeah yeah um so then we just went right into the breaking 90 series not good um yeah it's it's fine it's not as good as as breaking 100 um it's more frustrating than anything because he's so fucking bad at putting um no is there's a lot i'm glad you've seen this shit because now i can yell and it at least makes sense he plays the wrong tees. He yes. plays courses that are way too hard. Yeah. So I looked up some of the courses. Like Ridiculous. the slope, the slope on some of these courses was like 137, Ridiculous. like 135. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Isn't Sharon like a 128? Uh 129. 129. Yeah, 129. 
Sharon's a 129 and it's a hard course. And I looked at the slopes on these courses and it's like 137 was one of them. And I was like, this course is way too fucking hard for him to be playing on this course. And they play from like 6,400 yards. Yeah. It's like, that's way too long. It's way too long. He plays the wrong tees. The courses are too hard. They bounce around a little too much. I know they've started repeating a couple. Yeah. But it should be a public course that he can play whenever. Right. Uh, he doesn't know how far his clubs go. No. So his approach game is fucking awful. Everything is short. Everything's short. Everything like, is always short. short. Yeah. Um, and then it's just the same shit over and over. There's the one, the one hole at, at Rockville, the par three. And then what is it? The 15th hole? No, the fifth, the fifth, fifth hole, hole at Rockville. He just can't fucking can't get over it. <laughs> but he doesn't practice. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck he wants. Yeah. So I'm, um, I think we are like eight episodes through the breaking 90. And I think there's 12 total right now. Um, but I've started watching some of the other things like, so Amy the, and I, the will travel watch. stuff's good. Yeah. So I've, I watched the travel stuff. Like I started watching the abandoned dunes episodes. There's four, I think there's four episodes of them abandoned dunes. Um, the first one I watched was the trail course, which was fucking unbelievable. Um, but I can see after watching. So then I watched Pacific Dunes. And then I think they did Old McDonald. And then they did like like Bandon Dunes. Um, so I've only gotten through the trail course and Pacific Dunes. But you can see how much different the trail course is um, than, than even just Pacific. And I would imagine that's what the other ones are like too. Um, but it's so fucking cool. And at one point, I think over the weekend, I texted you and I was like, if I can get down to a 10 handicap, we got to go play Bandon. <laughs> yeah. And then you responded, we got to play Pinehurst first, which I was like, yeah, that's fair. It's way fucking easier to get to. Bandon's such a fucking pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do we have to fly across the country, it's two and a half hours to the closest airport. Right. Right. And an hour 45 of that is nothing. And I mean fucking yeah. nothing yeah legitimately nothing like the woman who drove pat the lefty from the airport to the to the resort they were like 45 minutes in she goes oh you need to stop they're like no we just kind of haven't been going she goes yeah well there's nothing from here to the resort so if you need to stop that's it yeah this, this is the only time <laughs> like okay all right got it got it um so yeah, the other thing that I that I started watching, which I'm kind of pissed about, honestly, is the fixing Frankie. I know I this was my final thought before. Um, there's only been one episode. It's been like three weeks, and they've only put out one episode of fixing. Yeah, they Frankie. don't release consistency. So I've been waiting for this fucking Scott Fawcett episode for like three weeks, and it's nothing. So that's pretty fucking sick. But that's I also mean, part of the issue too with like the Breaking 90 series because Breaking 100 came out once a week for eight weeks. Yes. Breaking 90 is like way more sporadic. And I'm like, it's not interesting anymore. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like break 90, don't break 90. I don't give a fuck anymore. Right. Right. And I'm not rooting for him anymore either. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there, there's been a couple other things that I've watched. Like I watched some of like the TaylorMade series stuff, like when they had um, like the driver lesson with Rory and um, when they played DJ lefty and then Harry Higgs taught them like course management and stuff. Yeah. So like, some like I'll watch some of that stuff on my own. Cause I find it interesting. Like I, I Amy really wouldn't enjoy Harry Higgs talking about course management, but um, we do watch the, uh, the breaking 90 series and, and together. So, and she likes it. She enjoys it. Like, you know, She's and the, other, the other thing that pisses me off with the breaking 90 and I know he has. So I stopped watching. So I probably watched, I don't know, six. And I know we didn't do it because yeah. when he does do it, it's going to be all over Twitter. Yeah. Did you see the. When did you stop after the second time when they did Rockville back to back? Um, I think I remember, dude, I got to be perfectly honest. Like, well, the, so that's the thing. Like you I said, it's spread out. So one of the episodes they said, so they played Rockville back to back. And then I just watched the one after that, which I think is the eighth episode. And they they said it was like August 11th or whatever in that episode. They were like, yeah, it's hot. Like today's August 11th, like whatever the fuck they said. So episode eight was August 11th and episode 12 just came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. So there's only been releasing. four. There's only been four episodes between the middle of August and fucking Christmas. Yeah, I, I just I I I just started getting too annoyed because now I don't feel as though he deserves to break ninety. Because I don't think I don't think he does the things that he should do. Right. There's been a few things, and like it's funny because Amy will notice it and she'll point them out. Where like he is just lined up wrong, like he's aimed way fucking left, and the ball goes way left, or. Like on a you know on his approach shots or draw a tee shot whatever, but also like on his putting, like she'll pick up on it and she'll be like he's gonna miss this putt because he's lined up way off the fucking cup and it just goes not even close. So it's it's funny when you know someone like Amy who's literally only golfed three times in her life can pick up on that, um, but he can't figure it out. Man, he is so fucking bad at putting. Oh, it's so annoying too. Yeah. But oh, I, I was rooting for him at one point. I'm not rooting for him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, part of me was like, oh, we should try and get him on the show. But then like, that's, I, I bet that's going to be a fucking hassle. Cause yeah, I bet you have to deal with like barstool bullshit. Like if they want to do other stuff, like I wouldn't be surprised. And I know it's, it's just Trent. Right. Like he's not, you know, it's not Dave, you know, it's not fucking big cat or any of those guys. But like, if he ever came back and was like, oh, I have an appearance fee. I'd be like, that would, that would kind of ruin it for me. But yeah. You know, I did, I did think about it, like just reaching out to him and be like, Hey man, would you want to come on this podcast? Mostly cause like I feel his pain, which is also really funny. And I said this to Amy the other day and I go, sometimes when I watch this, I feel like it's me and Bob because you're a lefty. Frankie's a lefty. He's pretty fucking good. I think he got down to like a five handicap at this point. Um, and Trent is just kind of like middling and nothing. And I'm like, this is literally what fuck. This is how it goes. Like when me and Bob play, like you're watching us play right now. The only thing that just pisses me I, again, I'm like, 
I'm I'm thoroughly convinced. And dude, it's not because I'm smart or it's not because I'm good. It's because I've I've played a shitload of golf. I really feel like I could get that guy to break 90 tomorrow. Yeah. Like that's it. Now I might need to put him on a simulator or something so I can get yardages, but like dude, he he does not hit the clubs as far as he thinks he does. No. He lays back on tees where now he can't reach. Right. I'm like, you got this all fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand why he plays from such a long distance. I don't either. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like there's no need to play 6,400 yards. Not when you can't break 90. Yeah. Like I, what did I say? I played at Kapalua. 61 61 i played 6100 yards like i mean i know i I played chamawa most often just because it's down the street from my house but like that's a short fucking course that i think that might be like i don't know what's it so 5400 again this is this is how i would do it you want to break 90 from the blue tees do it from the reds first yeah then you do it from the whites right right and then you do it at an easy course and then you do it at the like, like if, right. if if you ultimately want to break ninety, like build some fucking momentum here. Yeah, like all you do is go out and make the same fucking mistake all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, he he does. It is it is a lot of the same shit. A lot of the same mistakes. So, it like I said, it is it is frustrating at times watching it. But like I said, the the big thing is he should just move up. Just move up your tees. Like it's fine. Like I've broken Move ninety up, a few times. Hit more club. Like I think, I think I've shot in the eighties. I probably shot in the eighties like four or five times this year. Like it's, and I usually play from the whites. You know, I'm I'm usually somewhere between fifty eight and sixty two hundred yards when I play. Like that's that's the t like the distance range that I shoot for when I play. Sometimes it's a little shorter. Like I said, Chamawa, I think it's like 5,400 yards for 18 because it's so fucking short. But, you know, it's, I, I usually try and find something within that 58 to, to 60, 62 range. So get it together, fucking Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching on YouTube. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, uh, like, rate, review, wherever you're at, whether you're an audio-only guy or a YouTube guy, whatever you're doing. Um, leave us a review uh, on uh, Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Uh, we're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, get whatever you want with our logo on it. Uh, big shout out to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, you go to grillyourassoff.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod to get 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. It's a multi-use coupon. Um, so you want to order once a month, you can get 15% off once a month. You want to make one big bulk order every few months, you can use it every single time. So uh, that I think is going to do it. So until next time. Good night, everybody.